This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. And I'm joined once again with our nationally recognized etiquette expert, uh, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Today, we're going to talk – this is actually a podcast that's a follow-up to a previous podcast we did, um, which was how to deliver an apology. And today, we are going to talk about how to accept an apology. Uh, because we can be really good at one and not necessarily be really great at the other. Um, so, uh, in, 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 in relationships, couples, they, it's, it's inevitable that we're going to have to apologize for something at some point. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're taking score, you probably want to be on the part accepting apologies more than giving them. Uh, but you still need to know how to do that as well. There's a, a gracious way of accepting an apology. Um, so uh, to kick things off, a, a very basic question here. How, how long does it take before, um, an apo- you, before I can expect to be forgiven? That's a good question. And, you know, can you just, Steve, in your mind just – Think back to your own set of circumstances and envision yourself or your spouse with their with their arms crossed. I can feel it. You know, when, when uh, <laughs> someone is apologizing to me and I'm I've been offended, I feel my body closing in, and I have really negative body language, and that's uh, very hard uh, for the person who is apologizing. Although I'm sure they need to apologize, but you know, we as as we're accepting this apology, have to realize that it's a huge, it's a huge act to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But in answer to your question, you don't ha- you know, sometimes we can't forgive them in a blink of an eye. You know, it's not going to happen depending on the offense. It's not going to happen overnight. So you can you don't necessarily have to accept the apology saying, Yes, I, you are forgiven and it's over, especially if it's something major. But do acknowledge that they are attempting to make things right. I think that's really important. Rather than shutting them out with their body, with your body language and crossing your arms and looking away, you know, say, I, I appreciate your efforts. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go there yet. You know, I need some time to process this. Um, you know, I but but acknowledge that they have actually planted the seed of apology you know, <laughs> <Okay>. remorse. <laughs> so so even so even if you're not ready to accept the apology, uh, you don't dismiss the effort completely. You at least acknowledge that's, it, even if you're not ready to, you know, absorb it and embrace it. That's right. You know, it, and it, because think about it: if somebody apologizes <laughs> and you keep 
rebuking that apology, you keep turning away, they're going to get frustrated and they're not going to, they're going to, at some point in time, they may give up as well. So at least acknowledge their efforts. Okay. Because, you know, sometimes it takes time to see if they really mean they're sorry. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry without effort is, and without backup, you know, uh, is, is, is futile, is useless. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and how can you tell if your husband or wife really is sorry? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways. And, and, you know, there's proof in the pudding. So if they say, I'm sorry, that's one thing. But if they don't then follow up with what they're going to do, you know, to rectify the situation. So you're going to watch their body language, first of all. You know, if they say, I'm sorry, well, they sighed, they've rolled their eyes, they've crossed their arms. That's really not an I'm sorry. That's just that I'm frustrated and I want to move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the apology has to come with some steps. They have to name what they're sorry for. They need to talk about what they're going to do to make the situation better. And you need to listen for those things, and you need to watch. And uh, again, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see the proof is in the pudding. It's going to you're gonna look down the line and, and say, okay, has this just happened once, or is this a habitual offense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what can I say if you? I mean. They might have done something pretty offensive. So what do you say if you if you just can't forgive him or her? Well, let's let's say, let's just plan out a scenario. Okay. Let's just say that they were at a dinner party the night before and you know, all of a sudden the spouse is making fun of, of his or her spouse. Okay. Not you know, not intentionally trying to be offensive, but it just came out that way and it embarrassed her. Okay. Sure. It embarrassed her. She should say, you know, what you did was very hurtful. I am still not over it. I'm still smarting from it. And I I just, I need to get through this. You know, you, you called me blah, 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 or you said blah, blah, blah. And, it, and people laughed, and it made me feel bad. And so it's going to take a little while. You know, I appreciate your effort, but I need some time. Mm-hmm. Now, that time should not take three weeks. You know, <laughs> you can ruminate and be angry. You know, you have a choice to, to get over it, to work on things and get over it, or to sit in it, you know. So, and that's the choice. It's not a healthy choice to ruminate. <laughs> it's a, it's mm-hmm. a better choice to work through it, learn the lesson, and move on. Okay. And, and what tips do you have uh, for allowing the person to apologize and to uh, allow them to state their feelings? I think the big thing is to let them talk. Okay. Whoever is apologizing, give them the chance to state their case. and to Not necessarily state their case, in other words, giving that person an excuse for why they did it. Uh-huh. But allow them to make an apology without interrupting, without, you know, throwing in your two cents and, and uh, just, just give them time. In other words, just be silent for a while. Okay. And let them let them go through the the motions of the apology. Okay. It's healing for both of you. Yes, and I think a lot of people forget the fact that that you know when you're when you're doing a communication like this, it really is a two way street. And as much as the person needs to get that apology out of their system, uh, you need to be able to accept that apology. So. 
Um, That's right. I'm, because, you know, <clears throat> bitterness, if you don't let go, and, you know, some of the things that we will not let go of are just in the big picture, they're just minor. And I just read some, something someplace, and I can't give uh, proper attribute to the author because I cannot remember. But it, it was probably on. It was probably on hitched. That's right. That's right. And it said, if if you continue to eat the rat poison, the rat is not going to die. And I love that because it's not that we're calling anybody a rat, and we certainly don't want to take rat poison. But, you know, if we continue to ruminate and we're angry and we, we just fester ill will, it still doesn't do anything for the relationship. So, you know, I, it's very important to, when you're apologizing, to, to really listen and to watch their body language and to, and to listen for their words. Now, if their words include but, I'm okay. sorry, but that's not an apology. <laughs> you can stay mad a little longer because that is not an apology. <laughs> now, and, and talking of staying mad, uh, what if I really don't have any inten- intentions of accepting the apology? What if I'm just like, you know what? You really messed up and we've talked about this before. There's no way I'm accepting your apology. Right. Then you're going to say, we've come to an impasse. Uh, you don't see my, you know, you, you, don't see my point, and I don't see your point, and we have to come to a, to a resolution that we have to agree to disagree on this and move on. Because, really, there are some times when the person does not feel like there was anything to apologize for, it was misconstrued. You know, sometimes just emotions get in the way, and, and uh, there comes a point where you have to drop it, you know, drop that heavy bag of rocks and move forward. Mm-hmm. Because you can stay in that anger forever, and it's not healthy, it's not healing, and it's not making the relationship whole. Okay. Now, if uh, they're a repeat offender, you know, uh, if they continue to do this, and you, they still do not see that this is an issue, you know, that's a whole different issue. Uh, you know, that's a separate issue, because they're not, if they're doing something that offends you, that hurts your feelings, that embarrasses you in front of someone else, and they don't. They don't want to change that behavior. Well, that's that says that they're not thinking about you. They're not respecting you or your feelings. Okay, okay. And, and what what are some final tips for um, accepting the apology? Um, I, I know you've mentioned things in the past about you know don't tell your friends and uh, keep your business. Uh, personal right, keep your business to yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, so what other what other tips do you have? Well, and when I say that, Steve, I want to I want to preface Elaborate. it by saying, okay. you know, sometimes we have to we need to talk to somebody. So okay. we, but you have to choose your friends that you tell wisely. Yes. You know, don't just drop all of your dirty laundry all over the neighborhood. In other words, and th- because guess what, you're going to make up, especially when you tell your parents, you're going to make up, and now your mom or your dad is holding a grudge against the spouse. That seems to happen. So you're going to select who you discuss this issue with. And once you, you know, have resolved it, you have to quit rehearsing it in your mind over and over. You know, you can't ruminate in it and sit in it and, and still continue to, to be angry about it. You know, once it's taken mm-hmm. care of, once the apology is there and you have made some, some resolutions and a commitment to move forward in a different direction, then you have to let it go. You have to let it go and quit bringing it up every time you get into an argument. Okay, and, and, and you, you know, you bring it up 
to uh, you know who you tell. Does there need to be a follow up conversation with those people as well, letting them know, like, you know what? Remember that thing I told you about? Well, he did the nicest apology. Do, do, I think should that you do would that be follow-up? wonderful. Yeah. And they'll probably ask anyway, how is it going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can just say, you know, thank you so much for your advice, and I really appreciate you lending an ear, and we've worked it out. I mean, this was a this was a <clears throat> step in the right direction for us. It's actually made us stronger. Mm-hmm. And you can always spin it into something positive. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in the bo- I'm not talking about sugarcoating it. I'm talking yeah. about when it's really ethic, you know, authentic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And and really, we sh- uh, just to kind of wrap things up here. Um, it, 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 when you do accept an apology, like you really sincerely have to accept it, and you can't hold on to that or can't hold on to that grudge down the road, right? right? That's right. I mean, I'm not saying that the pat, the hurt isn't going to still be there, and I'm not saying that it cannot. That the conversation can't cannot come up at a different time. Mm-hmm. But if you are still talking about things that happened ten years ago, every time you get into an argument, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's holding on to. That's a grudge, and a grudge doesn't do anything for your relationship or for yourself. Okay. Um, and you know the the other the last thing here is you know we're really talking about kind of the day to day arguments, and there are you know there's obviously different uh, things that you would apologize for, and so right. uh, you, you know in the very beginning of this episode you were talking about the uh, the proper amount of time that needs to pass before you you're you're ready to accept an apology and that sort of thing. So I want to just put it out there that there is no cookie cutter perfect. Um, scenario as to how long it should take and and when you should start feeling better and when you should accept the apology because it really is going to be dependent on what the what the offense was in the first place. Oh, absolutely, because there is a big difference in healing between someone breaking your favorite plate and someone having an affair. Yeah, you know. So I'm glad that you made that clear because there is a whole different type of healing process, and 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 certainly there is nothing wrong with if you can't get over something. There is nothing wrong with seeking professional help. Mm-hmm. I always say that because sometimes we need that that third subjective party to help us work work through and walk through a situation, especially if it's a serious situation. Yeah, I'm so glad you bring that up too because I think so often people just assume we should know how to do these things, um, but I don't think they realize that they would never have that same expectation in the rest of their life. So if you're a, a runner and you want to be a better runner, you would get a running coach, you would get some training, you would you would study up on it. Um, but when it comes to communication, we just assume that we should know how to properly communicate and uh, it, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, we all need help in the various things that we do. And there are people, like you said, the professionals who, this is what they do. This is what they've studied. And they can really uh, bring out something extra that you didn't know you were capable of doing communication-wise. Right. So, And you will end up stronger on the other side. That's hopefully. right. That's right. Uh, no, not hopefully. I know they will. They'll be great. Right. In, 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 in a positive, that's right, with a positive slant. If you both are interested in working on it, then definitely. You know, when yeah. you're interested in doing something, we, we work hard at what we want. 
you know, and if we, want, if we want to be a great runner, we work hard at being a great runner. If we want a great marriage, we work hard at having a great marriage, or, or at least, you know, we, we, that's our goal. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, this is, um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you before, but this was one of the, when I was thinking of creating Hitched, one of my, one of the first things that popped in my head, one of the light bulbs that went off was, you know, there are so many various aspects in our lives that when we want to be good at it, we take all these extra steps. So I love cooking and I literally subscribe to probably eight food magazines, not to mention the websites and the cookbooks that I have laying around. And I just, I just want to read every tip possible and it just got me thinking like well where is the resource for marriage like sure you grow up reading all the stuff about how to land the perfect man or woman uh but that's all dating stuff and so um i mean this all just comes you get them what do you do with them (laughs) yeah right like (laughs) what what do you do in that happily ever after part it's just like oh no no, the next 30 years have fun but you know it's obviously you're gonna like this episode today you're gonna have to deliver and accept apologies at some point down the road hopefully not very often but it's gonna happen that's what you know that's what marriage is gonna entail so um, it's so true, because that happily ever after is really a myth. You know, people cannot be happy 100% of the time, but they but they really can be, but they can be happy overall and fulfilled if you're working together on, uh, towards a common goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Diane, I'm going to use this opportunity to wrap it up. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, And before we go, I want to remind everyone, you are listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, is the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals. Uh, You can get more at her website, protocolschooloftexas.com. You can follow Diane on Twitter, at Diane Gotsman. Uh, I am on Twitter at Hitched Media. And of course, if uh, you forget any of this stuff, you can uh, find it all on the Hitched website at uh, uh, hitchedmag.com. Um, Diane's also on uh, Facebook. Uh, is it uh, facebook.com slash protocol school of Texas? It is. It's our, it's, uh, I, I encourage him to go to the fan page because that's where all the information yeah. is. Okay, okay. Protocol School of Texas, yes. And I should mention, too, that the the, the Hitched uh, Facebook page connects to Diane. So uh, if, if you forget any of this, uh, facebook.com slash Hitched, uh, you'll, you'll be able to access all of Diane's information there. Um, and lastly, before we go, um, I, I just want to announce that we have finally, uh, well, not finally, but uh, we have launched our... 2011 anniversary gift guide um so being the summer when a lot of weddings take place uh you know a couple years down the road you're celebrating anniversaries so um if you haven't checked it out uh please do so um it's our third annual and this is i think anyway the best one we've ever done there are uh well over 100 ideas and the gift guide uh, actually breaks it down by year. So year two is uh, cotton, for example. And so we provide ideas that kind of play in the theme of what year it is that you're married. So if it's year 50 and it's gold, we have ideas for that. And, you know, so every single year we have uh, many ideas. So please check that out. Uh, Let us know what you think. If you have any ideas, uh, you can share them on the message boards, all that good stuff. And uh, I hope that it's a, it's a, a good service for you that you use. So 
one last time before we go, Diane, thank you so much for your time, and I can't wait to do this again soon. Thank you, Steve. It's always my pleasure. I look forward to it, too. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.